0: This is your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes jam-packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: On the hot seat today in the impeachment hearing Next is... Next on the
1: main stage.
0: <laughs> exactly. Former Ukraine Ambassador Ivanovich, who is a world-class diplomat. Who has not a mark on her record. Nothing could be said except for that she is top-notch, a fantastic diplomat, ambassador, never did anything wrong. Yet this person who is knee-deep in the real nitty-gritty of world affairs between oligarchs, corruption, Russia, U.S., the absolute could be the—they the call the war over there the cauldron. This is the chick. This is the U.S.'s number one representative in Ukraine. And she feels very intimidated by, like, a tweet and stuff from Trump. I mean, I don't know if he meant to, but, like, the impact. I
1: I have to say that Blasey Ford has aged since her last hearing.
0: (laughs) And she got her hair cut.
1: Yeah. It's the same thing to a slightly more more formal scale. She's doing the victim with a slight babyish talk, but not as intense as Blasey Ford was doing it. And Trump is the victim who's abusing her.
0: And in both cases, well, the bully who's abusing her. Yeah. The sexual harasser. Yeah. In in both cases, I have the same profound objection personally. And as far as uh, identifying hypocrisy goes, when I was growing up, I was grew up well after the sexual revolution of the 60s, and but my father was kind of like, it was kind of skipped a generation because I was the youngest of nine. So he was a World War II vet and I had brothers and sisters who were almost 20 years older than I was. So he was like a relic, like most people's grandparents. And he would talk about like holding the door for a woman, saying ma'am or miss and whatever. So, but my older sister would find that offensive because she was like, uh, what am I, the weaker sex? I can't open the door for myself. Like, what is wrong with pull out the chair? I can't pull out my own chair? You know, this is how you dominate us. You keep us back by cr- pr- portraying us as the weaker sex. We can do anything men can do. You think Hillary can't push the button? She could blow up the earth just like anybody else.
1: Wow, that must have been exhausting.
0: <laughs> for what? For-, for
1: your dad and and everybody
0: oh he had six daughters yeah (laughs) i know and he treated me he absolutely talked to me like i was of the highest intellectual level he taught me how to think and they're like oh he's a misogynist i'm like because he opens the door for you like what the heck you know (laughs) so he he treated taught me how to be a free thinking independent person anyway he had a lot of sexism in him but my point is that the, if these people want to be in the halls of power yes you can't expect them to be raped or intimidated or sexually harassed or maltreated but you can expect them to be able to discuss this stuff without emoting being clearly emotive i mean these are the kind of things that bring you down like this is the kind of stuff that holds you back when you can't when you when you find Im- inappropriate stuff bs at work uh, profoundly disturbing on an emotional level when it's really i mean there people are focusing on a tweet that Trump put out today, and actually, maybe I'll get a little flack for my reaction to it. Trump said I tweeted a reaction to it. Trump said everywhere Marie Yovanovitch went turned bad. She started off in Somalia. How did that go? Then fast forward to Ukraine, where the new Ukrainian president spoke unfavorably about her in my second phone call with him. It is a U.S. president's absolute right to appoint ambassadors. I have something to say about that later. Now in the transcript, Zelensky says thanks. Trump for letting me know you were the first person who let me know that she was bad. It says that in the transcripts. So I don't know why he's calling back to that. But my tweet was, would this tweet, so that tweet of Trump is extremely controversial. People, even Republicans are like, you're a bully, something like that. I don't know. I don't have a, qu- a quote handy. This is this is breaking news in real time. Yeah. So I say that, but would this tweet be so controversial if Yovanovitch were male? You know, these are double standards. She was She's bad. You think yeah, he said worse. So he's cursed at people on in the public. I just feel like his normal treatment of everyone, equally contemptuous of anyone who's on the other side, isn't misogyny. And yet it's being portrayed as that. And it makes her look fragile. Or that's what it seems to be meant to be.
1: I think that is what they want. They want the public to see, or at least their audience, who is going to rally for them. To see her and rally in a way that they did like Blasey Ford. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's about showing Trump as abusing a woman.
0: Well, the Blasey Ford the thing, it backfired. I know. And in this case, there's there's so many. First of all, there's the, this claim that she's above reproach. I would like to revisit As quickly as I can, this Wall Street Journal article from the other day, which is becoming increasingly important, what it talks about is it talks about her protecting this anti-corruption organization, ANTAC, and its partner, NABU, which is a kind of like uh, extra – Ukrainian law enforcement agency that was established by the FBI over there. And the ANTAC organization is funded by, established by, supported by the EU, the U.S., and George Soros. It's kind of like a (laughs) public-private partnership, yeah. And both George Kent and Yovanovitch defended it. And they are saying, they they don't even, in the Wall Street Journal article, they don't even mention that it's George Kent who was sitting right next to Bill Taylor yesterday or when this thing started – Wednesday that he was the one who actually gave cover to Antac. And I just want to read a, a few passages from the wall street journal article in case you're wondering if Ivanovich is totally above reproach and is this weakling. Maybe they're trying to portray her as somebody who would never try to intimidate the prosecutor general from Ukraine, but she did in my opinion and in his opinion, it says in a frosty meeting, Yovanovitch pressed Lutsenko the prosecutor to lay off the US's allies he grabbed a pen and sarcastically asked for the names of the people she didn't want him to prosecute according to a person present now i mentioned this the other day but what he did was he grabbed the pen wrote actual names down it wasn 't a sarcastic flourish. he wrote names down, and his opinion was it was not sarcastic he wasn 't doing it sarcastically. He was taking notes, so she was bossing him around that That is a mark on her record now if it 's not true it 's not true, but it is and it should be on her record or investigated to get it off her record because this is a serious accusation that absolutely goes to her credibility to the narrative, and to the underlying issue of corruption. Two more things. Yovanovitch tried, quote, Yovanovitch tried to control Ukrainian law enforcement system, Mr. Lutsenko said in an interview, and I was rude. I'm not a very polite person. From this point on, our relationship went bad. And then finally, in this article, something else I think is a smoking gun, NABU later presented – NABU is the FBI-oriented – Policing force inside there, kind of like an extra prosecutorial force or extra law enforcement force that is really not inherent to Ukraine. It's like a foreign entity. They're saying that the FBI just set it up and gave it technical advice, but this guy, the prosecutor, doesn't like it there. So where is the authority? He says Nabu later presented evidence of. Ob- oh no, this is just the article. He didn't say this. Pr- presented evidence obtained from a listening device attached to a fish tank that the prosecutor running its cases was warning suspects ahead of searches. So they're bugging the prosecutor's office. This FBI-oriented law enforcement agency over there that is associated with Antac. Mr. Lutsenko declined to fire that prosecutor despite public pressure from Ms. Y- Yovanovitch, the U.S. ambassador. So they bugged the prosecutors, asked them to fire specific ones. She did that. Yeah, she but it was that. in the
1: best interest of the American <laughs> people. And it was done with morality and justice in mind.
0: And a profound sense of emotional weakness, apparently. apparently, Like this chick is a com- totally carrying. And then and Trump says, I can hire and fire. And that is true. It's true. And I it's, got something to say about that. too.
1: It's ridiculous. Worried. And. The person who replaced her is Taylor, who is, according to them, the world's most honorable, patriotic and credible person. So they're blasting Trump for oh, good attacking point. her and firing her so that he could evilly put in the most credible person in the world.
0: <laughs> yes. And I'll tell you, she was dismissed around the time this Privat Bank thing came down, which I was talking about. And, and this goes to the next question quote this next tweet of uh trump that had kind of escaped my understanding at first but i think i get it it says democrats this is trump's tweet it says democrats must apologize to usa ukrainian foreign minister prize Steiko said that uh u.s ambassador gordon sondland did not link financial military assistance Now that's weirdly worded. That's not all aid, financial military assistance is a side thing to a request for Ukraine to open up an investigation into former VP Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden. So he's saying there's no link. Trump is saying there's no link between the aid and the investigation. But as I, as like I think about it, I think they're really is an under there might be I would like to know I think that when they withdrew the aid it might have had to do with that Privat Bank that uh, uh uncertainty whether Privat Bank would end up back in the hands of this oligarch so uh, so Ukrainian money which a lot of it came from the US IMF went to bail out this bank that Kolomoisky, the oligarch related to Burisma, related owning private Bank, brought to its knees. And if he was going to get it back... It may be even in our in our aid agreement that you can't give aid when there's when they don't have stability in this regard or when there's a major like a pending liability that is unresolved. I don't know what I want. So it may be that the aid was linked to this larger investigation unrelated to Trump. What I want to see is to go back and see how what what is the documentation that that put a put a hold on that aid. I want to see who was authorized to do it. Was Trump even aware of it? I mean, this does get to kind of a real Watergate kind of issue. Who did it? And when was Trump made aware of it? And why did they do it? So until we get to the bottom, of, and that may be why Yovanovitch was dismissed in the first place, because it was around that time. And it could have been she was fighting tooth and nail to keep that aid coming because all those guys were of a piece. And that when the new regime came in, Giuliani and Trump, for whatever their own reasons are, Didn't want to keep feeding that beast.
1: Well, she is clearly in the camp of Russia, Russia, Russia did everything. She takes every opportunity, at least the amount of time I've been watching this, to say the intelligence agencies made it clear that Russia did this. The intelligence agencies, she just keeps repeating that. So she's very much in that camp. So that right there for me is reason enough to get her out of there.
0: I think that there is a. There's like two levels of what's going on here. It seems to me that there's a real like a Democrat Republican thing, like at the level of Giuliani. Maybe it's who's splitting up the corners there with this corruption, but the Russia, the Russia issue is a real issue here. And there, I, I read just today or yesterday that France, Germany, Ukraine and Russia, not the United States or England are getting together to try to work out a peace agreement for this civil war that's over there. And if you look back, the world wars, it is arguable that they were, they revolved around breaking up a German Russian alliance because UK, US can't tolerate that. Cannot tolerate the world island, the landmass of all the resources, all the people, all the production being unified. They can't have it. And and even in that Zelensky conversation with Trump, he mentions Germany. And even if you look back a couple of years ago, when when Trump first went over and did some foreign meetings, he would always say, like, Germany – We've got to put Germany back in its box. So it could they and in this article I read about them having this meeting today, it said that they've been working for months on this negotiation. So it could be that all this stuff is coming together, both the internal corruption, the money stuff and the external big war. Keep Germany and Russia apart stuff is all converging at once and that this is it's going to come out to the fore. And if they can throw enough noise at it, nobody's going to get to the real answers.
1: Yeah, I think that's a possibility. Serving multiple ends with this. Today, what's going on outside of her testimony with the impeachment and last night has been talk about the, quote, bombshell that was dropped yesterday, which we talked about this a little bit yesterday and said that they would be talking about this as though it were a bombshell. And that's the overheard phone call that we talked about that Bill Taylor said one of his aides overheard Sondland, Gordon Sondland, talking to Trump on the phone. And then he asked Sondland. How everything is with the investigation, and Sondland responded. Uh, Trump only cares about Biden and Burisma, and more than right, Ukraine, right. right? And even if that were true, even if Trump said that and believed that, that's fine. Burisma is corruption. Biden's corruption. So they they skit. They act like that's automatically wrong. It's not. What they're saying now is they're saying that Sondland is the most important witness. Just They're teasing the next week, wow. just like we said. And they'll do it here too. Every one of these testimonies, somebody comes in, they have six hours, they pick one thing that raises a new question that is the new bombshell that we have to bring this person in and find out next week. There'll be something that comes out of this one like that too. So they're saying that Sondland now is the most important witness because he is the first witness who has first-hand knowledge of anything. Because the Republicans are saying everything is hearsay and secondhand, but now we have Sondland who talked to the president, and just like we said yesterday, uh-huh. is Sondland going to tell the truth, or is he going to perjure himself and side with the president?
0: I wonder if there are tapes.
1: I would love to find come. out if there are tapes. What's curious about it is interesting see so they spent all of last week building up the credibility of Taylor. Today they're building up the credibility of this woman. Well, what they did all day yesterday is say, yeah, but can Sondland be trusted and the reason they question his trust is because he went back and amended his testimony, right? Mm-hmm. Just like Bill Taylor did. But nobody brings up the fact that he oh, also amended I, his testimony. I
0: that. Bill Taylor amended his testimony? He
1: amended his testimony by adding in the fact that his aide said that the, he overheard this call. That wasn't in his oh, original yeah. testimony. Oh. So they wow, build his credibility up they, while they use this as a reason to say nobody can trust this guy. And then they start citing examples about how he talked to Trump in a restaurant and – Ukraine, where every intelligence agency around the world is listening to everything you say, including Russia? He helped Russia.
0: I was trying to figure out why this guy Sondland got that job. He's a hotelier, like a a hotel guy that Trump knows, but I couldn't find any backstory on it. I just could not make the connection at all. And he's this EU ambassador, and I wonder if they put him in because he's not – do- he
1: can be looked like a doofus,
0: and that maybe he he's just not savvy, and he yeah. could be yeah like right. He, he thought it was cushy, so he wasn't paying attention. You know, he's going to Paris and binging on champagne and caviar, and
1: they're definitely using that against him right now. Because when this testimony happens next week, they have the flexibility of if they if he doesn't say what they like, they're going to say he's not trustworthy. Because he already amended his testimony, and if he says what they like, they'll say, see, this is an example of someone doing the right thing and no longer sticking up for the president. So they're building that (laughs) flexibility in there, and the Russian thing, the people overhearing the conversation and how negligent and reckless for national security it is was a major theme and how Russia definitely listened to that conversation, and therefore Trump helped out Russia by having that conversation by reaffirming that he's shunning the Ukraine. And they're, they're starting to frame. There's somebody on CNN who said, we need to educate the public about why these things are OK. And she was talking about the Republican defenses, like the defense that Zelensky said that he was not pressured. Should we believe Zelensky when he says that? No, we shouldn't. And the public needs to be educated about why we shouldn't. And the reason we should not is because he's new. He doesn't know how it. I mean, they're, they're basically yeah, saying how, he's too stupid. Could?
0: Yeah, I mean when I say I don't believe it, when I then I'm a conspiracy theory or a nut you know what I mean? When I analyze, when I look at it, it's just there's these like prefab presumptions that you can make, prefab assumptions, prefab prejudices you can bring to the table. You can see into other people's hearts, you know, you can if the if the thing has if the organization has authority, you don't need evidence. You know, if the, if the source is brought to you by an authority, you don't need to cite the source.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's
0: complete subjectiveness. And that's, and that's actually, I have to say, one of the things when Trump said there's a meaning to the word serves at the at the pleasure of the president. And I say, yes, rule of law is you put the responsibility and the authority in the same person, make it clear up front. It has to be consistent. It has to be, and you can have to be able to anticipate it. And you can't second guess from the outside it from a, an organization or a person or whatever who does not have clear authority, but that's what this trend is where it's what's in your heart or it's what the liberal establishment says it is or whatever that that so they're we're they're second guessing Trump's ability to remove this woman but there is no there's no legal ground for second guessing it these are ambassadors these are just they shouldn't even have any damn power to be honest with you
1: no not at all and the media is spoon-feeding explanations and justifications to serve as reasons for people to dismiss every reasonable argument like Zelensky has said multiple times he wasn't. The aid went through. The media is saying, here's why this isn't okay. Here's why this is not okay. And they're just spoon-feeding it to people, making the, inoculating them from common sense. It's subverting common sense is what it is. And there's another hearing today that they haven't talked much about. It's a closed-door hearing with a guy named David Holmes. David Holmes is one of the staffers of Bill Taylor, the staffer that overheard the phone call in Ukraine
0: Oh, so he gets to preempt Sondland?
1: Well, he's rehearsing oh, he's, behind closed oh, he's doors. He'll right, probably right, be after okay. Sondland, got it. Got and it, got we'll it. see. They have to continue to so tease this out. Don't
0: they? Did talk to Sondland right, and then he amended his testimony. So they have everything Silent and so let's assume Sondland is just a dupe, right? A patsy, or you know, whatever. So he's not. I'm sure he's been coached, but they have. They know everything Sondland's going to say, right? So now they can coach this guy. Yeah. Right. Like they they have uh-huh. this guy. They're doing rehearsals with him and they can give him his training.
1: Yeah. They're like, look, we have all we... the
0: information from Sondland. Sondland didn't have his information, but he has Sondland and Sondland probably won't have his information.
1: No, they're going to try to screw Sondland over is what they're going to try to do. And one of the more interesting things in the testimony I heard today was. I've got to go back and hear all of it. But one of the people asking the questions asked Maria Yanovich about her training when she first got appointed ambassador. And part of that training insisted of uh, doing crisis type questions. And one of the questions that she was asked was about Hunter Biden and conflict of interest in Burisma.
0: See, this is the thing. It's hours and hours and hours of stuff. And I'm driving in my car. I'm like, oh, I got how we got, I got uh, they'll never use this. I'll never hear this again. I'll never get that clip again. Like they're not going to emphasize that, I'm sure. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. Although no, not at all.
0: Probably You can probably go to a written transcript and search it.
1: Yes, it's that. idea. If you really
0: remember, like a couple of keywords in order, yeah. Because I believe that, and I would love to know the details. But it just like whizzes by, I feel lucky when I hear something that I'm just like, wait, that's the smoking yeah. gun. Just caught <laughs> like, that. What the yeah. heck, you know? Nobody's going to highlight that.
1: Yeah. One more thing, then we can move on from this ridiculous circus. They have to keep teasing. They have to keep raising new questions and bombshell after bombshell because if nobody watches this, it doesn't matter. The purpose of this is for the public to see it and for them to be hardened on the left and right in order to create division and cause chaos down the road.
0: That's the number one reason or the number two reason. I don't know. But the other reason is what I have coined in the wake of yesterday's show, hashtag die hard distraction.
1: yes. These what are, are diehard
0: distractions, and there's one big thing that it's one, many, many things they're distracting from. Many, it's like as if they're getting their all their wish lists done. We were clearly instrumental in a coup in Bolivia, a military coup against a democratically elected president. No, no coverage at all. Uh, this shooting, this um, Project Guardian by Barr followed up by a shooting. The shooting's getting lots of press, but the Barr stuff isn't. I must address that right now. But first, I just want to point out that Roger Stone, guilty on all counts for lying to Congress. And, and, I, and so when they're talking about Yovanovitch, having witness intimidation. I'm like, but is she's a witness? Like, this is an impeachment investigation. It's not even a trial or a hearing. These aren't even civilians. This isn't even about this. How does it tie in?
1: You know who's scared? Sondland, seeing that Roger Stone verdict. Now wow, he's going to yeah. be thinking about, what if they frame me for perjury?
0: Yeah, I mean, they came back with that verdict. I've never heard of it as fast a me trial either. And verdict as that. I mean, it's, it's kooky.
1: That's, I bet he must that's, have, yeah. like,
0: not even defended himself. I'm wondering if these people, Manafort uh is it kelly flynn i mean flynn the cohen stone if all i i want to see if it goes the way of chelsea manning because i was like i don't know chelsea manning like maybe a dupe i don't know how or or the guy who shot in like you see what happens to them and when they get out of jail like when no one else would have you got to be like really So I'm I'm curious to see how these guys, if they if they really end up broke and incarcerated.
1: Yeah. And the timing is definitely interesting because it serves as a warning to people testifying in this these impeachment hearings.
0: So but this is a diehard distraction of the highest order. This Project Guardian, if you didn't hear me just quickly recap it yesterday, go back to the drive time news blast of November 14th. But what I didn't. I didn't get into because we didn't have time was this article that was in the newspaper yesterday, the Wall Street Journal on November fourteenth? So yesterday was when this Saugus high school shooting happened. But this was in the newspaper that day. So like when I was telling my babysitter, she's like, oh, I feel so bad about those kids. I'm like, well, I was just doing a study on this shooter. It was in the paper today. She said it was in the paper today. But the shooting was just today. like, I know. So. But what I had highlighted, I had actually done all the work on this yesterday. I have it all—all all my blurbs down and everything. It had a tiny little inset in of Barr's Project Guardian, which I gave you the scary details of yesterday. And but it, this was all based on this is an article. It says shooter study raises doubts on readiness. Now it says way down at the bottom of the article that this study was conducted on a grant by from the Department of Justice. So the Department of Justice does this study. It's in the newspaper, the same day Project Guardian comes out, and the same day that a shooting happened. So yesterday, saw a shooting. This kid was a—it was his 16th birthday. He was initially described as Asian. They took that word out of it. What it is is he was— this is the story now. So at the story was like, Oh, I was just on a at a track meet with him. He was goofing around, like I don't even this doesn't even make sense. Like the whole article I printed it out, like just this is not him. I can't believe it. He was like a totally fine normal guy. Whatever. Today it's saying he was quiet, introspective. Uh, his father was an alcoholic. His father was a hunter. His father died two years ago, but we think that's what triggered this, but it was two years ago. And and that, so he was traumatized, abused this kid. His mother is Asian, so maybe she's going to be portrayed as one of these women, easily intimidated women. I don't know. But what I absolutely noticed is that This, uh, so the father had, so the kid was familiar with the guns and everything like that because of his father. But what I've never heard before, but I heard today, so he shot himself and then had this kid, but he survived. That's the story. What they're saying, they're speaking of him in sympathetic tones. I've never heard that before. They're always like this low-life piece of crap. I don't even want to say his name. I'm telling you, keep your ears open. They're speaking of him in sympathetic tones, and I think it's because they're saying this is our fault. Here was a kid in need. He had all the warning signs. There was We, we do drills at this school, and that cannot prepare you for this. I heard that. And uh, we take care of our own here like we really failed. Let me tell you this study. The adults yesterday.
1: failed the children. I heard that a number of times.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the the stage that's set around this shooting, and here's what this thing that I had all this stuff. Look, I want to witness. I wrote all that stuff down yesterday. Witness. This is in my my. Yep. that's I've got my date and everything. Okay, it says that high school shooters are suicidal white males with an interest in guns and that college shooters are suicidal non-white men with a history of violence and childhood trauma. Now, this guy is an amalgam of both of those things without the without a history of violence from what I can tell, but he's um, – I don't know if he's suicidal, but he's got this these issues. He's got childhood trauma. He's both a white male and a non-white male. He's familiar with guns. It goes on to say that uh, they all have access, so lockdown and security is not enough. It further goes and says that the cost of drills actually outweighs the benefits because these people are insiders and they are being taught how to get around the process. So really there's no defense. You cannot defend. There's nothing you can do. So the authors of the study – remember, the study is paid for by the Department of Justice. This was released on the day Project Guardian came out. The authors uh, recommend crisis intervention teams, mental health services, suicide prevention. And let me just tell you, all three of the young people that were in my family or close to my family who committed suicide all had ex- had been engaged for years in suicide prevention. I'm not saying you can prevent it but or that's not worth doing, but I'm just saying – Uh, and then, and I actually think they're targeting non-whites with the suicide prevention thing because seven out of 10 suicides are white males. And I think suicide prevention targeting actually increases suicide. So if you look at the suicide prevention ads, they're like all, none of them are white males, but seven out of 10 suicides are Hmm. white males. Two out of three in my circles, it says, uh, nearly Half revealed intentions on social media and there was a mention of his social media thing. I'm sure his intent was ambiguous because this guy's being portrayed and that they got the guns from family and friends and this guy's dad Was a hunter. And I just feel like this is going to play into all the stuff from Cornyn's Response Act, from Barr's Project Guardian. And again, Barr in December is getting all federal, state, and local uh, law enforcement together to tell them what to do. And, And he's really, this is all a backdoor to a federalized police force, federalizing laws of policing, all this stuff. This is big stuff, and we are not hearing about it.
1: Being looted while we're paying attention to the impeachment. I have two quick things to get to before, we, before we get out of the Diehard distraction. I have the latest developments in the ongoing crisis in the parking lots of Popeye's Chicken where two couples at a Popeye's drive through got into a four-person brawl in California, and there's a video of it, and I do recommend wow, everybody going town. to watch the video.
0: Maybe that's what was going to
1: uh, It looked like asshole town to me, judging by the, <laughs> oh the parking lot. And <laughs> what happened is somebody pulled up, and the person behind them honked. I've been stuck in one of these drive-thrus. You can't get out. You, you go into the abyss. No, you never come I get out super
0: freaked. at Popeye's. Like, I do not like them. You're closed in. Chick-fil-A, they they have, like as soon as you can't get out, I'm like,
1: ah! Yeah. And this car wasn't pulling up all the way. Sometimes people don't pull up all the yeah, way, yeah, and you yeah. can't. And so they'll hear your car over, and they'll go, can I take your order? But you can't get there because the car won't pull up. So this person's honking. It was probably something like that. So the two women get out. They start fighting. One of the boyfriends gets out. He starts fighting. He's about the same size as the other two. Then the other boyfriend gets out, who's like a foot and a half taller than everybody else, and just starts wailing on everybody. This is a four-person fight about three feet From the drive-thru window, you see the drive-thru employees stick their head out and close the door. And they're just pounding on each other to the point where they all four fall down and topple on each (laughs) other at the same time. And then the tallest guy, the biggest guy, his legs were kind of tangled with one of the girls. It might have been his girlfriend. I don't think this guy was discriminating. I think he was punching everybody, including his own girlfriend. (laughs) Maybe saying, "Now's my chance. I can say I was just defending her," and it was an accident. So he gets his legs tangled up with the one of the girls, and the girl had kind of got herself back up to her, to her. She was on her hands and knees at this point, and he gets up, his legs are tangled, and he turns around furiously, starts punching her in the ass.) <laughs> I had to watch it like three times like, yep, he turned around and he punched her in the ass. Isn't that like the worst place to punch someone? Isn't that like
0: they have the most defense there?
1: I don't know what was go- – yeah, it looked pretty <laughs> – and then these two giant police officers came, and they didn't arrest them because nobody could get out of the parking lot, and <laughs> word is still out. Oh, my out.
0: gosh. Like, that would be your opportunity to just, like, yeah, do crimes and run away. Exactly.
1: It's Christmas in there. A, you can do whatever oh, you want. Christmas. But oh, my gosh. Never mentioned if they got the, the chicken sandwich or not, and finally, this day go in history, yeah. Christopher Columbus in 1492 – yes made the first recorded note that referenced tobacco.
0: That's your This Day in History? I was certain I knew what you were going to bring me. Well, Articles of Confederation were born today. Were they? Yes, I was like, oh, I'm sure Vinkley's going to bring me this.
1: You know, I saw this Christopher Columbus. What a day,
0: like this is a big day. It is.
1: I saw the Christopher Columbus (laughs) thing, the first mention of tobacco, and I had to go with that because he writes, obviously, about the taste of tobacco not being good, but he enjoys the high, so he had to put down that and start vaping, and everybody (laughs) on the ship ended up with a mysterious lung illness.
0: Okay, that was worth it.
1: Thank you all for listening, and thank you to everyone who helps support the show via PayPal or Patreon. We couldn't do it without you. We actually received some new Patreons and some new donations this week, so that's very exciting. We're very, very appreciative. That is how we are able to maintain and continue doing the show, so we couldn't do it without you. And anybody who wants to help support the show, you can do so via PayPal or Patreon. Or you can spread the word for us, tell your friends, help us expand and grow the show. You can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at four PM on the propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to y'all next week. Have a good weekend.